Hello and welcome to Canine Hooper's World, the podcast. A whole new world of fun. Everyone's invited. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 18 of Canine Hooper's World, the podcast. First of all, Merry Christmas everyone. Um, This episode is coming out on Christmas Day which is super exciting. I did pre-record it because I'm probably going to be having family time and time with the dogs and a possible day off which is a rarity. So this is a pre-recording but I'm sure you will forgive me. So this episode I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the pup and what he is teaching me. Um, I've been very sport with my girls. Um, Tiza, my eldest terrier, bless him. Um, he's, he's my little old man now. He's 16. His health isn't great. Um, we've got a few medical problems going on. Um, so he doesn't really do a lot anymore. Um, today's about his, him having the best day ever. Um, but the girls and training, the youngest of the girls is going to be eight next week. So it's been a while since there has been a puppy in the house. And I started dog training when actually Munchkin was a puppy. So the order of arrival was um, Old Mantis. Then Her Royal Highness Princess Chica came, um, my eldest Chihuahua. Then my husband came home with Munchkin, our lovely staff lab mix. And then Princess Chica had Minx. And we are still in contact with Minx's sister Angel. We only had two in the litter. Um, And I kept Minx and Angel has gone to the most wonderful home. And then nearly eight years later, Dodge has arrived. The girls are... The girls have taught me a lot with training. Um, the reason I started going to training classes, Chica was very, very easy as a puppy um, and because she was quite small, um, she was just easy. She was sociable. She got with other dogs. She was actually the perfect pet dog. Um, Tizer was difficult. Tizer was muzzled um, quite a lot when I first got him because he was quite dog aggressive. But because he was small, you kind of get away with it because you could just pick him up. Um, And then Munchkin came into our lives. And because Munch is a bull breed, we wanted to make sure that she'd done good training and we'd got the foundations right. So we started going to training classes with her and Chikra originally. And then I was taking Tiza um, on a separate day. So me and my lovely husband would take Munch and Chika to one class and then I would take Tiza to another. And I really got into the dog training kind of world and it was, it just, that's what really got me started. When Minx came along, um, I was given the opportunity to start teaching as a trainer. Um, Minx was attending the puppy classes at that school and a lot of luring was used and there's nothing wrong with luring and I know some trainers really, really like luring but I think it's one of the reasons why I don't like it because I don't feel at the early stages I was taught how to fade a lure properly so I tend to shape a lot with my own dogs. Um, Munch and Chica are absolute pros at shaping. Um, 
munch knows the what can you do game so well you can put an object in front of her and she will start offering you all sorts of shapes and behaviors um chica is a real problem solver um you know you buy like the um the the puzzle games for them and like the interactive feeders and stuff chica will be the first one to suss out how it works how the levers flip how to move things she'll use her paws she'll use her tongue she'll use her nose she's like my little evil genius i call her um minx her confidence has really grown with the shaping she was one of those dogs that was very much if you didn't have the food in your hand nope i'm not doing it you haven't got food in your hand not doing it so i had to really go back to scratch with her training um when i was first learning to be a trainer which was wow nearly as old as her so like yeah coming up for it'll be eight years next year i will have been training so minx had already got a few little bad habits but we started working through them and obviously dodge has come to me not as baby baby puppy but he is still a baby he will be today 23 weeks old which is terrifying and i hate to think how much he's going to be weighing at this point probably about 30 kilos bless him but Dodge knows he's got a really good set. He's got a lovely solid set. Now I did change his name um, because I didn't, I the name that he had originally just wasn't, I just didn't like it. So I changed it um, and Dodge kind of suits him. Um, so he's had to learn what his new name is. Um, and it's kind of picking the battles with him because there's so many things I want to do with him but there's also the foundations like his recall, loose lead walking, all of that stuff. But I want to start with the foundation of some of the fun stuff as well. So one of the things I have been doing is videoing my sessions. And those of you that are friends with me on Facebook will have seen some of the training videos. Um, if you are on the Canine Hoopers World Facebook page or on the Canine Hoopers World Facebook group, there are lots of videos of Dodge training at the moment. Um, I've been working on a stand stay with him. Um, I've been starting to introduce him to the Hoopers equipment. And also, um, we've just been working on some like real nice foundation skills like nose targets and stuff. And the first day I put a video up of him training, I was really, really nervous. As a trainer, we put some trainers won't even do videos. Some trainers are like, oh my God, no, I can't because you get judged. Do you know what? The more videos you do, the easier it gets. And there are some awesome trainers out there with some awesome videos. And everyone has to start once. When I was first starting this podcast, um, Nick Benger of um, the Dog Talk podcast said to me, if you don't start, you never will. And his podcast is amazing. He's got over 100 episodes now with like some real rock stars in the training world. And he started off with just episode one like I did. And I'm now nearly at 20, which is amazing. So if you don't try, you won't know if you can do it or not. And it is scary videoing, but you don't have to share it on Facebook. But the reason why I videoed my sessions is so that I can see the progress. Also, it means I can see how giant the pony puppy is becoming. But when I'm training... I'm so in the moment of training with him that I might not realise that I'm hovering my hand over my treat bag or the way I'm stood is blocking the way I need him to move. And if a training session doesn't quite go to plan, it means I can watch the recording and work out what went wrong. 
it also means that I can, and again, you don't have to put it on your Facebook, but if you've got training friends, you can share the videos just with them in a private message, WhatsApp them, send them a Facebook message. Could you please just look at this video, give me a little bit of feedback. The first day I put the video up, um, I was doing, um, a, I was trying to do a chin target with Dodge and I had in my head, we were going to do a chin target and I was going to start by luring it. Then I was going to fade the lure and this is what we were going to do. But what I'd forgotten was he hadn't trained in the training room before. He hadn't worked on a yoga mat before. He hadn't trained with me sitting on the floor before. He hadn't trained with there being a camera around before. And it was all a bit weird for him. So I tried the session, I recorded it and I did post it up and I got some amazing, amazing feedback. Um, I got some lovely messages of well done for putting the video out there, quite brave because it wasn't perfect. There were things wrong. My timing was awful. Um, he wasn't chin targeting brilliantly. Then I worked out that he's actually teething really badly at the moment. I've noticed um, one of his front teeth, he's actually got the adult tooth pushing down in front of, behind the baby tooth. So there's two teeth in one little tooth hole, which must be really uncomfortable for him, bless him. So doing a chin target where I'm handling his muzzle probably wasn't the best behavior to teach a teething puppy. But I did it. No one died. He got treats. He was happy to train the next day. So nothing bad happened. But I then had to be careful that I wasn't poisoning me, handling around his mouth, that I wasn't giving him a negative association of the training room and stuff. So then I had a few private messages through from some lovely trainers and some public messages on the thread. And someone suggested about the teething, which I'd overlooked, to be honest. Um, and one of the other trainers said to me, take him into the space and just chill before you train. So rather than going in straight away, bam, 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 train, 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 tree, 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 amazing, yeah, just sit and chill. So the next day we sat and we chilled and I actually recorded the chill out session as well. And it was really interesting watching him from being all busy and crazy and puppy to just woosah. He just found a little bit of chill and it made a real difference to what we trained that day. Then I moved on to a nose target rather than a chin target because I prefer to use a chin target for husbandry and veterinary behaviours with my dogs. But I can get that from teaching him a nose target anyway. And a nose target is going to be useful for so many behaviours. It is a foundation skill. So I sacked off the chin target and we went for a nose target. And we just did a little session and he did really, really well. He was a lot calmer. He was a lot more chilled. We just did a two, I think it was maybe, they were no more than four minutes per session. Tiny little sessions. Um, I did one with me sat on one side of the mat and then I did another session with me sat on the other side of the mat just so his view was a bit different. So we were slightly changing the environment without adding too much distraction to him. The next day I took him in the training room, we did a little chill out session, we did a little bit of nose targeting and then we started looking at him doing a little bit of a stand behaviour because a stand stay is potentially going to be his start line weight for hoopers and he calmed down a lot quicker than he had the day before and we did some lovely little training sessions and then we finished and we stopped. 
Day three, we went into the training room. He walked on the mat and he laid down. And I was so bloody proud. But what it told me was he understands that the mat is training. He understands that until he's chill, we don't do training. And that applies for indoor training. When we're training outdoors, I don't mind him being a little bit more hyped up. But I want him to be thinking about what he's learning rather than just running around trying to play with toys and grab at treats and oh my god the world's amazing ah craziness I want a little bit of mindfulness in him so that we're working as a team rather than him just grabbing stuff as puppies tend to do what I'm really learning from working with him and as I said I've been sport with the girls because the girls already have those foundations they know how to nose target they know sit stand down they know how to pour target they've got weight and I've got to remember that he's a baby and he doesn't know this stuff yet so I'm having to go back to the start which for me as a trainer I actually think is really really good and I'm not saying go out and get a bloody puppy because like he's hard work I'm not gonna lie but maybe be maybe think about teaching your dogs new behaviors because as trainers we don't always get time to train our own dogs which was really sucky and if you don't sort of do competition stuff if you feel you are a pet dog trainer finding something that new that you can train your dog is actually really good for your training skills and your handling skills and that's then going to help you coach your clients because if you've gone through similar problems that they are experiencing with their own dogs you're going to be able to empathize with them and you're going to be able to give them solutions that you know have worked for your own dog but also it's really shown me that breed doesn't always matter when it comes to training um i think it's more the experience our dogs have the understanding our dogs have of what we're asking them and also making sure that if the dog isn't getting stuff right rather than and there's this whole thing of oh well the dog's stupid no you're not explaining it properly if a child doesn't understand it means that the teacher isn't explaining it properly and we are our dog's teachers so if your dog doesn't understand what you're asking it's because you haven't explained it to them you haven't taught them that behavior so my training this year um has been on a bit of a roller coaster because this is our last episode of 2019 which is super exciting so the start of this year canine hoopers world wasn't even a thing it didn't even really exist i was doing hoopers but hoopers world kind of wasn't happening and i want to just before i wrap up give a massive shout out first of all to the lovely fiona cowie in australia in perth um if it wasn't for her saying hey come teach hoopers out here um the instructors course might not have been written also a big shout out to um shelly heading um up in peterborough because she hosted me she was the first person to host me so i had a chance of doing the instructor course here before i went over to australia to do it at the end of this year guys there are over 150 canine hoopers world instructors around the globe and it is literally around the globe we've got instructors across europe we've got instructors in um australia new zealand 
and if there's any American listeners, we need some American instructors, guys. Come on, we need the Americans to join in. So, 2019 has been a roller coaster for me, guys, and it's been super, super exciting. The next episode, I'm going to talk about what my training New Year's resolutions are because everyone does silly New Year's resolutions that don't last more than about a month it's why gym membership is sold annually because everyone goes january and then by february the gym's empty so next year i'm going to talk about um training habits and building up um what i'm going to be doing with training with my own dogs and also with hoopers world i hope you've had an amazing holiday season um those of you that celebrate christmas i hope you've had a very merry christmas those of you that celebrate hanukkah i hope you have had a very happy hanukkah and i will catch you on the first of 2020 with the next podcast take care guys bye For more information on Hoopers, where to find classes and Canine Hoopers World Instructor courses, find us on Facebook, like our page, join our free group, Canine Hoopers World. You can follow us on Instagram and we're also on Twitter at Canine Hoopers. Check out our website, www.caninehooperswild.com. Remember, Canine Hoopers World, everyone's invited.